The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know, all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. My mission is simple, to make you money. I'm here to level the playing field for all investors. There's always a bull market somewhere, and I promise to help you find it. Mad Money starts now. Hey, I'm Kramer. Welcome to Mad Money. Welcome to Kramerica. Other people want to make friends. I'm just trying to make you some money. My job is not just to entertain you, but to educate and teach you. So call me at 1-800-743-CNBC or tweet me at Jim Kramer. We're starting to get our arms around a Biden portfolio, the stocks that would do best if the former vice president wins in two weeks. But a funny thing happened on the way to the ballot box. From the market's perspective, there's honestly not that much difference. As a matter of fact, most of the stocks that work under Trump, Trump stock, Trump stock, will also work under Biden. It, can I get a Biden stock, Biden stock, please? And vice versa. It, we're going to get that. But there are some exceptions the stocks that need one candidate or the other. And after a strong session, it fell, fell apart near the end of the day. They ultimately gaining 113 points. S&P climbing 0.47%. NASDAQ, dropped so strong all day, advanced only 0.33%. The Biden bull market trampled out of the pen today. And the leader? The solar stocks. Now, there are some other themes that are working, assuming we get a blue wave. Biden could be great for some of the cannabis themes. Hey, more on that later in the show, called a tease. He'd be fabulous for renewable energy. Trump loves fossil fuels, oil, gas, even coal. Hey, by the way, the dirtier the better, because it's good for U.S. jobs, and the president has trouble with that global warming concept. He wants oil companies to drill in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. The thing is, there's only so much the president can do. Coal's dead. Nobody wants to build new coal plants when the next Democrat in the White House will tell you to tear them down. No oil company wants to drill in Anwar because they'll be crucified if anything goes wrong. It's not economic and it's not worth the trouble. Meanwhile, under Trump, we've seen a huge gain in renewables because, like it or not, they're the future. If Biden wins, though, the Democrats are eager to throw money at solar. That's what they do, okay, which is why the stocks are running. Now, I like three solar plays. There's the straightforward one, which is first solar, uh, endorsed by JMP today on the strength of its backlog. Generac, we had them on recently. It's essential for storage. So your power doesn't go out when the sun goes down. And Tesla, which has a big solar biz. Remember when Elon Musk floated the idea at a dinner that I went to that I was just a simulation? That was more than five years ago. I challenged his idea 
that we'd all get our electricity from a giant solar field in Northwest Colorado. That was his plan. In reality, it won't be concentrated like that. Fortunately, Musk has figured that out. The future looks like a lot, lots of distributed solar panels that flow back into the grid. Tesla's solar biz can help make that happen. Meanwhile, First Solar makes the actual solar modules. And this one feels like a stealing candy from the baby situation. The company's already in a great position. So if Biden wins, they'll make a fortune. Frankly, uh, any one of these solar companies for the next two weeks is going to work. I, you know, actually, don't even need particular. I usually don't like to say that, but it's true. What else? I see a lot of infrastructure plays that are rallying, though they gave up the ghost this afternoon. I keep recommending cat and deer. But if there's a Democratic sweep, you could see a major infrastructure package. But I've heard so many guys yapping about this. It's very unoriginal. All day I heard it's a folk of materials. It's Martin Marietta, you know, whatever. I, but, you know, what? I'll add waste management to that amalgam. We own it for the Chapel Trust. They make a fortune cleaning up after new construction. But before you buy these stocks betting on a Biden stimulus bill, let's think this through. Those who owned U.S. concrete, think this through. Remember, we've been this, through this thing since 2009. Even with an infrastructure bill, our government has forgotten how to build things. By the time that money gets through the states, it can take years before they start construction. This isn't Eisenhower's America. We can put that interstate highway system right up there. It's 2020. Where they'll hire a bunch of consultants, they'll loot the budget, maybe bring in a couple dozen guys with a couple of machines sitting by the road. You get the picture. There are things we could do to get our infrastructure group back, but it can't happen overnight. And maybe we can't even do it. Maybe we just own that. All right, now let's talk about the biggest difference between Trump and Biden. It's trade. Biden's basically a free trader in line with the uh, pre-Trump status quo, which means if Biden wins, you can say goodbye to the trade war with China. Personally, I think Trump was right to crack down the Chinese government. I've been saying that since, since the, I said it in 2009 to the president. We've been letting them get away with highway robbery for decades. But Wall Street hates the trade war, so that's, and that's where the money will be. With Biden leading in the polls, the China stocks are roaring, including the ones I was most worried about. Think 3M, Emerson, and Otis Elevator. Otis is really all the growth from China for, for Pretty much so. Uh, and these, these really just thrive with good relations with China. Biden will give it to them. Trump probably won't. I think Caterpillar wins either way, which is why I keep telling you it's going up, it's going, going up, going up. The biggest winners, though, are the China consumer plays. And those are Nike, Starbucks, and Apple. Nike just had a remarkable quarter led by the Chinese business. The stock's expensive here, but you know what? I think it's got 135 written all over it. As for Starbucks... It's been held back by its struggling U.S. business as the company desperately needs to pivot to a more COVID-friendly setup. You'll see what that'll look like when Chipotle reports on Wednesday. They're doing everything right. Starbucks just needs to convert empty retail space from moribund restaurants all over the country, and there are a ton of them, and they'll have a hammerlock on the coffee business. But the bridge to that, uh, that is, is the red-hot China division. And I bet those Chinese stores do even better when you take this trade tension away. They'll build them in the third tier. They got cities over there like the fourth tier that are the size of Chicago. That's hyperbole. Finally, let's talk Apple. For years, they've had to to, uh, walk a tightrope. Uh, balance between Beijing and Washington. China is a huge market for Apple, in addition to being a huge source of manufacturing. Every time President Trump cracks down on Huawei or hits the People's Republic with new sanctions or tariffs, you had to worry that the Communist Party would retaliate by eliminating Apple from the menu. That never happened. Why? Well, that's because thanks to CEO Tim Cook's deft and gracious leadership. The man, besides being an unbelievable manufacturer and thinker, is a born diplomat. Under Biden, that Chinese tightrope becomes something like more like a superhighway that takes Apple, Skyworks, Broadcom, Corvo, Qualcomm, Cirrus, Logic, and Texas Instruments to higher levels. By the way, the latter just blew out the numbers. But really, that's just icing on the apple cake. They, that's funny. Apple cake. Apple pie. 
They just launched a new phone, the 12, and 5G is beckoning. Now, if you talk to people running the big three telco carriers, you get the sense of widespread 5G adoption might be a lot closer than we think, particularly for some of the operators. Speaking of China, they're way ahead of us in 5G. In fact, they're way ahead of us so kind of on everything right now. Unlike the West, they still got, they got the COVID under control, mass contract tracing. So their economy's roaring. One more reason to buy Starbucks, Apple, Nike, it's S-A-N. Find me a D. I'm working all night on a D. You know, make it sand. Let me work on it. Of course, if there's a Democratic sweep in two weeks and they take both houses of Congress and there'll be calls to break up the big tech platforms, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, not so great tonight, Alpha, a.k.a. Google. I say don't sweat the program. Today, the government tried to mess with Apple. Trump's Justice Department and 11 state attorneys general sued them for antitrust violations. <laughs> what happened? Well, the darn thing rallied. Makes sense to me. You want to bring down big tech. Antitrust action is not the way to do it. The worst thing they can do is break up Alphabet. And honestly, that would be great for the stock because the sum of the parts is worth a lot more than the whole. Plus, both parties have spent decades filling the federal judiciary with judges who are extremely skeptical of antitrust enforcement. No one's talking about that. You just heard it. Uh, Whether you love these companies or hate them, I happen to love them. This case isn't going anywhere. Just like the last antitrust investigation into Google with millions of documents, they snowed them, they did everything. You know, okay, enough already. You win, Google. Now, here's the bottom line. From the market's perspective, if you believe the polling that has Biden ahead substantially, you have to buy the China stocks, the solar stocks, and maybe some of the cannabis plays to be named. Sorry, you have to watch the whole show, you Twitterites, later. Hey, you know what? I'm going to go right to Betsy in California. Betsy! Hey, Jimmy, this is a big, fat thank you. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. In the beginning of the year, you said, look for energy infrastructure. Look for renewables. I called you in June with Amoresco, which is AMRC. At the time, it was up um, about 42%. Um, now, year-to-date, it's up 136.28% and does work for the Army and for cities and for the Marines. And, Jimmy, if it weren't for you, Betsy, I wouldn't have so been able done. to do it. It is so not done. You have more, more ahead. That's how strongly I felt then. And I got to tell you, that group is in the sweetest spot there is other than if you work at Snap at this very moment. Thank you for all those kinds of those four. You know, I got five thank yous. I don't know if you heard the thank yous. There were five of them. Let's go to Ashwin in California. Ashwin. Ashwin. Should I go to Jerry in Arizona or should I stick with Ashwin? Should we go to... Jimmy, Jimmy, chill. Jerry in Arizona. Jerry. Hey, Mr. Kramer, I'm calling you about a stock I got a position in. It's Avaya, A-B-Y-A. Yeah. My question is, last, last, last quarter they made a dollar eleven. They expect a dollar twenty-three the next quarter. They seem like there's good well, news on this stock 40%. every day. You know, it's up 40%. You're lucky in a business that I don't think is all that special. Uh, 40% is nice. I want you to take half out and you let the rest run. But it's just not. We, we deal with a lot of companies that are a lot better than that and need to focus on the better ones. But I want to thank you. Uh, thank you for the kind. Why got some nice, kind words? Makes me feel better after a day where I got up at 3.30. I don't know, to fix my fantasy line. Okay. Um, from the market's perspective, if you believe the polling at Biden ahead substantially, well, I just gave you what to buy, and I'm going to hit you over the head with it every night. May have money tonight. The work-from-home trend is it's not going anywhere. So how is Logitech cashing in on the movement? 
I'm sitting down with the CEO after just an astronomical earnings speed. Man, investors are looking to the 2020 U.S. presidential election for clues about how the next four years will play out. Forget a blue wave. I'll tell you why this market may be focused on the green wave happening in cannabis stocks. And I always say this bull market somewhere. I'm going to reveal a new one I just spotted. But you know how you're going to get that? You have to stay with Kramer. Don't miss a second of Mad Money. Follow at Jim Kramer on Twitter. Have a question? Tweet Kramer. Hashtag Mad Tweets. Send Jim an email to madmoney at CNBC.com or give us a call at 1-800-743-CNBC. Miss something? Head to madmoney.cnbc.com. Fact. Running a business is not getting easier on your wallet. With higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. Also a fact. Smart businesses are reducing costs and headaches by graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Accessed from anywhere, you can cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. See how you'll profit with NetSuite, and then you can think of all the ways you could be spending the money you save. Company retreat in Malibu, anyone? By popular demand, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com to start saving. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash madmoney. Just go to Indeed.com slash madmoney right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash madmoney. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, last night we received an early submission for best earnings results this quarter. I'm talking about Logitech to make computer accessories and gaming equipment, all the stuff you need to set up a Zoom-friendly home office, but not too Zoom-friendly. This company is a longtime Kramer fave, and I have doubled the pounding of the table since we went into lockdown. But even I didn't expect numbers this spectacular. When I saw them, I said, must be some sort of error. Logitech reported $1.25 billion in sales. Wall Street was looking for $844 billion. That is a true monster revenue beat. And that's not even the impressive part. The company's earnings, $1.87 per share. People were looking for $0.59. Cents. 
Turns out nearly everything is on fire. And that's because their stuff is great. No wonder the stock pulled more than 12 bucks or 16 percent today, hitting a new all time high. It's now up nearly 100 percent for the year and it deserves every penny because you know what? I think it's got more room to run. But don't take it from me. Let's check in with Bracken Dow, the president and CEO of Logitech International, get a better read on this incredible quarter. Mr. Dow, welcome back to Van Buddy. Thank you so much for having me back, Jim. I really appreciate it. All right, so uh, Bracket, I mean, how does I? I'll give it. You, you can have your choice here. How does operating profits increase nearly three hundred percent, or gross margin rose to forty-five, or cash flow from operating? You give me the pick. Every line was a masterpiece. It was a great quarter. I mean, there's no other way to say it. We had we have just steadily progressed from Q4 of last year to Q1, which is our last quarter where we grew 25%, it's 14%, 25%, 73%. So we've just steadily gotten stronger, and our gross margins have too. And, of course, our operating profit really blew it out this quarter. So it was it was huge. Now, one of the things that you do, I think that people don't know, you have the highest quality product, but not for the highest price. How are you able to do that? You know, we started long ago, 39 years ago in October, we started as a um, – as an OEM supplier for, for companies like Apple and HP. Now, we no longer do OEM, but we were always very, very good at delivering low cost and high quality. And we tried to carry that through the years. And in the last eight years, we're bringing it to all new categories. Now, when you do an office at home, you can what? Do what they give you at the, uh, from the company? Or are people tricking up their own offices and using Logitech, which is what I did? You know, what I, what I think is really happening is there was a scramble in the beginning to get something, you know, people, people were using their phone and before COVID started or a laptop on their lap on the couch or in the, on their, on their bed when they did have to work from home and then suddenly they needed to fix it. So they, they got what they had in the office, they brought it in or they scrambled and got an old one or they bought something quickly. And, and, and sometimes they bought ours and they got whatever mouse they could find. Now I think the big opportunity for us is the penetration continues. And now we work on the upgrade to improve the performance, to improve the ergonomics. And you know what? This is now people are realizing this is going to be hard part of your home decor. So they're going to improve the aesthetics too. So there's still opportunity for us for a long time. Now you are still well ahead of everybody else, it seems. This is rather amazing. In this gaming business, I, I have a buddy who's in the gaming business. He tells me that nobody else can meet the demand. They really aren't even focused on it, frankly, except for you. You still, I don't want to say have the market to yourself because there's always other guys, but somehow you saw this. The other guys aren't even near you. You know, we look, there's always, I love, I love competition. It makes you better. And we have great competitors, but we're not fixated as much on them as we really are on users. And we, we just try to stay very close to the users, both the professional sports players like Shroud or, or entertainers like Shroud and, uh, and, and G2 and, and, and also the, 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 the individual players, whether they're men or women, and we're launching products for everybody. All right, so I looked at one page in your deck, and it's got this thing. I said, well, I don't know if I need it or not, but the Logitech Folio Touch, the newest flexible keyboard case with the integrated trackpad for the new iPad Air. I mean, why would I get that? Well, it's really cool because if you love your iPad, Which but I you also yeah, but you do. And, but you also like to have a keyboard, so it acts a little bit more, more like a Mac than you want it to. Yes. You get that, it, it protects the Mac, and it turns it into almost, I mean, sorry, the, the iPad, it almost feels like a Mac because you've got the touchpad on it now, thanks to Apple. 
All right, now, I mean, there seems to be some sort of tussle about Apple and your speakers, and I've tried to get old Apple. They haven't come back to me yet. And, I, you know, look, these, these are, you know, your company's a great company, Apple's a great company, but is that something that can be resolved, or is that really a real fracas? You know, it's not a tussle at all. We had actually de-emphasized our speakers about nine months ago, so we weren't surprised by that at all, and we, and we really respect Apple's, uh, everything Apple does. And, it, and it's uh, it's not, this is the category we've de-emphasized. You'll see it's on a steady decline. The category is in a secular decline, so it's no problem. But let me challenge you. I have your speakers, and I love them. Well, I do, too. It's wonderful. You, mean, you know what we do? We, get it, we, we try to be in categories with very strong long-term secular growth, whether it's video, desktops, gaming, streaming, creating. And Bluetooth speakers are not on a long-term secular growth trend. So, you know, we're going to de-emphasize it. We'll, we'll optimize for profit. We'll take those the contribution margin, and we'll put it into those growth engines and new growth engines on top of that. That's our game plan all the time, Jim. Okay. Now, you know, I'm sure you're friends with Eric Yuan. I mean, he's one of the most charming people on earth. Yeah, he's just I've never heard a guy say a bad word about this guy. Such a wonderful person. Yeah, he is. But you've got Zoom video collaboration. I need to know. Uh, where, how early are we in this video collaboration versus voice? Oh, I think we're still, you know, I, I, I couldn't put a number on it per se, but, you know, I think we're still in the maybe not even halfway there. I mean, if you look at Rooms Enable, I bet we barely put a dent in it compared to where it was. Right now, video has gone into everybody's desktop at home. Right. But the offices still need to be video enabled. You know, we almost doubled in that business this term, this quarter, but, you know, there's so much opportunity ahead of us there. So I think it's still early days in the well, you, you know, I got to hand it to you. you. You isolated every major trend. You don't get this kind of move in a stock because the CEO gets lucky. I want to congratulate you. You saw a lot of things coming. And I think it's because you're one of the good guys, because you talk to the clients. You know what they want. You approach it that way and you gave them what they want. And that's why you had these great numbers. Brack and Dow, CEO of Logitech. Thank you so much, Jim. You're always so generous. Ah, I know. You're good to your shareholders. That's what matters. Mad Money is back after the break. You seek the key, but first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Now that the election is only a couple weeks away, we got to talk about the future. Now, last night we checked in with Larry Williams, who argued that's a great, unbelievable technician who said today would be up and not, <laughs> we're not done. Contrary to what we're seeing in the polls, the action in the stock market says Trump has a much better chance of being reelected than you might think. I don't know anyone else who's saying that right now, frankly. But, man, when you zoom in on the individual sectors, they're much more in line with Biden's strong poll numbers. Over and over again, I see investors betting on the blue wave where the Democrats take the presidency and the Senate while retaining control of the House. 
Like I mentioned at the top, look at the pot stocks. While Biden hasn't come out in favor of legalization, I think there's a very good chance that unified Democratic control over Congress could make life much easier for the domestic cannabis industry. Now, a lot of investors seem to be wagering on that outcome, which is why this whole group's been blazing high. And we've been reporting on that. We're not hiding this theme. Once again, I don't want to play the election. It's a fool's game. But the weed names have already started running, and the blue wave is a real possibility. So tonight, because you won it, I'm going to explore what that would mean for the budding industry. Right now, recreational marijuana is legal in 11 states and the District of Columbia. Medical marijuana is legal in 33 states. On Election Tuesday, recreational weed is on the ballot in Arizona, Montana, and New Jersey, and the medical stuff on the ballot in Mississippi, of all places, although University of Mississippi is the only legalized stash of marijuana in this whole country. Did you know that? Um, And uh, both recreational and medical marijuana are being voted in South Dakota. Uh, look, there's a reason these weed referenda tend to win. In pollster polls, something like two-thirds of Americans believe that it should be legalized. More than 90% of the country supports medical marijuana. But regardless of what the states say, cannabis is still illegal at the federal level. It's classified as a Schedule I drug, meaning it's highly addictive and has no medical value. Fiction. Orwell. Insane. Nevertheless, it's the law. So all these marijuana operations in states that have legalized are committing a uh, federal crime. Needless to say, that's bad for business. The banking system falls under federal jurisdiction, which means most of these dispensaries can't even open a bank account. There's like cash machines when you go there. Aren't there? So what changes if we get a blue wave in two weeks? Well, that depends. Back in the day, Joe Biden was an anti-drug crusader. He's not exactly Willie Nelson. However, in the last decade, Biden's come a long way on marijuana. Again, he's not campaigning on legalization, but he's running on decriminalization, which would be huge for the industry. The thing is, it hasn't exactly come up very often. Maybe not the highest priority right now. During the vice presidential debate, though, Senator Harris mentioned decriminalization. And the next day, all these pot stocks screamed higher. So you get the gist. Perhaps more on point, last fall, the Democratic-controlled House of Representatives passed a bill that would allow banks to serve legitimate marijuana businesses in states that have legalized. That bill ended up dying in the Senate. But if we get a Democratic sweep, I have to believe it's happening. To be crystal clear here, does a blue wave mean legalization? Doubtful. Decriminalization? Maybe. An easier regulatory environment for legitimate weed operations? Absolutely. So how do we play it? Okay, here's what we're not going to do, despite the fact that many of you ask me repeatedly, forget it. You're not getting your way. We're not going to buy most of the Canadian licensed producers. And I am talking about uh, uh, Afria, Aurora Cannabis, Kronos, Tilray. Uh-uh. Sorry. Some of these stocks spiked over this month, along with the rest of the cannabis cohort. These companies already operate in Canada where weed is legal. They've destroyed you. They're not going to benefit as much from an easier regulatory environment in the United States. At the end of the day, I think we're far more likely to see a boom in domestic production than a surge in Canadian imports. We're dealing with politics here. If there's a way for legislators to reward their own constituents first, that's what they're going to do. More importantly, though, we know uh, from the Canadian experience that the producers are a terrible way to play legalization. Growing weed is insanely profitable because it's illegal or tightly regulated. When you legalize, everyone starts growing as much as they can, and the price plummets. I mean, right here, for instance, in this area, this is a great Pinot Noir area for people like Pinots. And uh, the Pinot Noir guys ripped out all their Pinot Noir brand. Tree, uh, the vines, which were so great. I'm telling you some great pinots. And they put it in pot, and the price of pot pummeled, and the price of pinot went up. And what does that tell you? Drink wine. Drink wine. 
Okay, anyway, it becomes just like another commodity. I like the flowers, by the way, for the Pinot. Except producers have even less discipline because everyone in the industry is a neophyte with no experience. I have one exception to this rule, and it's canopy growth. The Canadian-based producer has got a huge slug of cash from Constellation Brands, STZ. Long-term, the stock has been a total bow-wow, although it's shown some life of late. Canopy could work because they have an arrangement which will give them control of a large U.S. operator, Acreage Holdings. Of course, it's still a grower, but it's also got a, a relationship with Constellation Brands. Think Corona, Modelo. That could give them a leg up when it comes to THC-infused beverages. By the way, you cannot have, have, it'll be separate. The bars will have THC and then there'll be bars with beer. I doubt that they'll mix. That's what I'm told by the, uh, the cognizant. Still, there are better ways to play this. Take Grow Generation, a roll-up of retailers that sells hydroponic equipment. Basically, it's the Lowe's or Home Depot for anyone who's looking to grow something indoors. Could be marijuana. Could be some other plant. Who's to say? Maybe geraniums. Grow Generation pretty much has the space to itself. And it's got a terrific regional and national growth plan. Just in the last couple of weeks, they bought a store in Arizona, marking the 11th state that they've entered, and two locations in Michigan. We spoke to the CEO in August, and he painted a compelling picture. Since then, the stock's only up a couple of bucks. It did travel to the moon and back. I think it's got more room to run. What else? How about this one? Innovative industrial properties. We've talked about this before. It's a real estate investment trust, specialized properties that they lease to licensed medical marijuana facilities. If you think we'll see a boom in cannabis production, don't bet on a grower. Bet on the grower's landlord. IIPR has rallied roughly 70% for the year, though, but it's still got a 3.6% yield. Stocks pulled back over the last past week. I like it at these levels. Finally, I've got two more names I can't recommend because they only trade in Canada, even though they're U.S. operators. There's something Kafkaesque about the state of the pot stocks right now, don't you think? If you live in America, you, you can mostly just buy Canadian companies. They're the only ones that can list in the U.S. exchange because U.S. companies are all violating federal law. But if something changes on the regulatory front uh, or you got a voters account in Canada, I like Green Thumb Industries. That's that Chicago-based cannabis consumer packaged goods company, Ben Kovlar. We've had them on. They also have 96 stores across 12 U.S. markets. Then there's Trilieve, the largest fully licensed medical marijuana company in Florida. Trilieve is farm to table. They produce everything in-house, distributed through their own dispensaries, even deliver uh, directly to the patients. Plus, they've expanded into California, Massachusetts, Connecticut. And it's, it, it's intriguing, farm to table. Last but leave, Cure Leaf. This is a Massachusetts company with 22 cultivation sites, 30 processing sites, 95 dispensaries. They focus on highly populated, limited license states like New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Green Thumb, True Leaf, and Cure Leaf all share one trait in common. They're profitable. I just wish you could own them without messing around in the pink sheets, which I do not recommend. Bottom line, if you want to bet on a blue wave in two weeks, a Democratic wave could make things much easier for the marijuana industry. Just remember, stick to the picks and shovels place or the vertically integrated operators that are actually profitable or the one that's backed by Constellation Brands. Tony in Florida. Tony. Hello, Jim. I have a question for you. Fire away. Manufacturer sells microinverters in the solar energy industry. I bought the stock back in March for $24 a share. It's now trading in 116 Today they announced that Suncool is offering their storage system and customers in South Florida. With the election coming up, should I continue to ride with this stock or should I sell off my initial investment? The company is Enphase Energy. E- Enphase is a winner. All right. There's no two ways. We've been liking this thing. By the way, solar, I mean, I'm not talking about Jinko Solar, but like Enphase Energy. Uh, you heard me, early, you know, I happen to love this group, okay? Why? Because if you like Biden, that this group prospers. If you think, like Trump, by the way, I'll probably put a tax on solar, right? I mean, because it's too clean. There's a new one. Hey, if you call Dr. Fauci an idiot, you can say anything, right? 
Anyone think he's an idiot? I mean, it doesn't look like an idiot. Anyway, hey, maybe he's an idiot. I don't know. Seems like a really smart idiot. Okay, much more mad money ahead. I'm talking personal hygiene and potential profits. Then nearly half of black-owned small businesses could close permanently because of this darn COVID-19. I'm sitting down with FUBU founder and Shark Tank investor and all-around fabulous guy, Damon John. Find out how he hopes to help. And all, of course he is, because he's just a great guy. And all your calls rapid fire. Tonight's just the lightning round. So stay with Kramer. Every night I sign off with, there's always a bull market somewhere. It's my job to find it. This morning, after seeing the numbers from Procter & Gamble and their British rival, Wreck-It Ben Keezer, I got a new one. There's a bull market in hygiene. Yes, hygiene. It's not just that both companies gave you extraordinary numbers. RB and Procter had 13% and 9% organic growth, respectively. Those are stunning figures. These are gigantic consumer packages. Good place. We're talking double what some analysts were looking for. But when you dig down, frankly, it's even better. For Procter, you have fabric and home care up 14%, with health care up 12%. Reckitt Ben Keyser tells us that hygiene soared 19.5%, and health was up 12%. Procter's hygiene products are household names. Let me think uh, Gain, Tide, Cascade, Joy, Mr. Clean. I hope, do you know I went, for, I went out as Mr. Clean for Halloween a whole bunch of times? Apropos of absolutely nothing other than the day we are. So, uh, Ben Keyser, which you might recognize as Lysol, right? I mean, I got all sorts of Lysol. They got a brand that's up 70% for the year across all its permutations. I should have brought my Lysol out. I got the rival. Um, and they've got this thing called Detol, D-E-T-T-O-L. We actually went and got this from London, where uh, my wife's sister is, because we think that it's just like magic. But it's really the kind of same thing as Lysol. This is like the most popular thing around the world. So you're really dealing with something that you may not know, although you certainly know these guys. But these are like big names internationally. Now, when you find a new bull market, what do you got to do? Well, you got to figure out the staying power. Both companies address this question directly in the conference call. This is John Moeller. He's the Procter Financial, uh, Chief Financial CFO. He said, quote, we do expect that there's some stickiness to new habits that are being formed. End quote. He continues, it's hard for us to see in our interactions with consumers that we're going to snap back and revert to the same attitudes and in the same behaviors that we had collectively pre-COVID, end quote. Mueller also pointed out that our parents and grandparents who survived the Great Depression often hoarded more food than they needed. Many of them never trusted the banks again. That's my own orientation. As he puts it, consumer habits, once they're established in our categories, are rarely reversed. In short, hey, Cleanliness is next to godliness, right? Hygiene is not going away as a theme. Hey, you know what, Reckon Beekhuser, uh, this guy, CEO Loxman Narasimhan, he's a smart fella. He told me that hydrogen, the hygiene trend, I got hydrogen in my mind because all these other stocks are working out. Hygiene trend is the most powerful theme in the entire industry right now. They're producing five times the amount of hygiene products that they made last year. Companies spent a fortune expanding, but I think it's pretty clear that the cost was worth it, especially now that those investments are now largely in the rearview mirror, meaning we're looking at some terrific margin expansion going forward. It's a foreign stock, which I could recommend it. As Nara Simmons explained on the comms call, quote, the pandemic has heightened the social importance of hygiene, seen increasingly as a foundation for health by all. We're seeing that 86% consumers are reporting that their hygiene practices have improved over the course of this period, end quote. Again, these new habits, they're sticky. I mean, I carry this thing around everywhere. I mean, I'm not kidding. 
I don't know how many wipes you carry with you. Do you carry any of these little guys? I carry everything with me. It's in a you can't go home with it. You got to. Ca- Wrong. So now let's extrapolate soap, detergent, disinfectant. Well, they're all on fire. So what could we do? Well, we could buy Colgate. We could buy Clorox. We could even buy Church and White, which owns Arm & Hammer. We used to have Colgate in the charitable trust where you can follow all our moves before we make them by joining the ActionAlertsPlus.com club. But you know what? We recently sold it for a small profit. After listening to these two calls, RB and Proctor, I, I got, I'm thinking I got to tell club members, maybe in a pullback, this is right. Clorox seems a bit played out, frankly, and it does have a lot of other things besides just uh, cleanliness products. I mean, it's just it's it's too much of a mismatch right now. Church and Dwight has a lot of other moving parts. But you know what? Speaking of mismatches, you know what works? All right, this is a little counterintuitive, but I'm telling you, you got to stick with me on this one. L Brands. I know. More, more, more. Listen to me. A lot of people still associate this company with the faltering Victoria's Secret business. I never liked it. But right now, the story's all about bath and bath. Body Works, which counts for roughly half the revenue. And that's some of it is because it's going up, but VS is going down. Now, we've been pushing this one because J.P. Morgan's Matt Boss, the best retail analyst on earth, keeps pounding the table. You know, he says that there's 50% upside to L Brands. 50%! My view, look, we got a global bull market ah. in hygiene, all right? We got a global bull market in soap. Why wouldn't you want L Brands when they own a red-hot soap chain? Hygiene, it's here to stay. Sure, living through COVID means many of us will be psychologically scarred for the rest of our lives, of course, physically scarred, but at least we'll be clean for once. For once, we've got a silver lining for COVID. Mad Money Spectrum. What's better than Mad Money? How about more Mad Money? Follow Mad Money on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to go one-on-one with Kramer. Reaction. What other questions do we have? Ah, I always tell people you've got to start with an index fund because I need you to be diversified. Get more with guests. How do you stay sharp? And go behind the scenes with the most interactive show on television. If you can't explain in three bullets why you're buying a certain stock, don't buy it. Follow Mad Money today. And then the lightning round is over. Are you ready? Ski daddy. It's time for the lightning round. Because about money. What do you got? Anthony. California. Anthony. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hi, Jim. I got a small cap speculative. Uh, live vent. That's like betting on the Eagles this weekend against the, No, actually, I like the Eagles against the Giants. This is a Philadelphia company that's a spinoff that I don't want you in. It, it's too speculative. You adjust it right, and the answer is no. I need to go to Steve in New Hampshire. Steve. Booyah, Mr. Kramer. Booyah, Steve. Hey, uh, I have a uh, stock that uh, has done nothing for a couple of years, and now since March it's increased from 8 to uh, it's now around 30 and there's no news on it that i can find out what's driving uh tg therapeutics tgts no no it had it had um this was mike weiss's thing i knew mike weiss was an analyst and it turns out that his that his drug that he thought was going to be big that he came on the show and talked about and i said i believe i believe well it took a long time but it's working 
Do not sell Mike Weiss. And Mike should come back on. I love that guy. I loved him years ago. Let's go to Victor in Illinois. Victor! Booyah, Jim. Booyah. My question is about Velodyne. Uh, with it being a market leader in the uh, LiDAR No, no, LiDAR. No, it's a spin-off. No, no. I mean, you know, look, I, no, we're not going to be in those. We'll be in Google with the idea that maybe the government will break it up and get some Waymo. Uh, how about Jim in Indiana? Jim. Who's your booyahs, Jim? Nice. With the emphasis on cybersecurity, I invested in FireEye a few years ago. I've been waiting for something to happen. Well, you're going to have to keep uh, waiting. There's nothing free. there. I would invest in Frank Reich. And, uh, and, and frankly, I think that Frank's going to go much deeper than people realize. Uh, if that's because he's playing Burton the way he should. Uh, FireEye, no. You buy, you buy, uh, I want you to buy uh, Nikesh Aurora stock. I want you to... to Palo Alto Networks. I was thinking also, whoa. Um, yeah, that's what you want. Let's go to Andrea in New Jersey. Andrea. Hi, Jim. I want to know what you think of the stock NLY. No, no, we've been against NLY from 15 down to 7, and we reiterate that we're against it, and don't get sucked into that large dividend, okay? When Mike Farrell ran it, I did like it, but Mike's gone and passed a long time ago, sadly. A great man and a terrible man. Let's go to Jeff in Florida. Jeff. Hey, Jim Kramer. How you doing? I am doing well. How about you? I'm doing great. I just wanted to say thank you to you and your incredible staff for the wealth of information that you guys pass down to us. Any investor, seasoned or beginning, can learn so much from you. I really want to thank you for that. We do have a great staff, and you know, because of social distancing, we don't get to be together. We're not going to any games or beer. You know, we used to have such a great time together. One day this will end. Yeah, you got to get that camaraderie back. One day it'll end. Okay, so what's up? I hope so. uh, So I'm I'm looking at a company called Sinclair Broadcast Group. They have got great revenues sitting on a a ton of cash with sports coming back, the election ads, earnings coming up in November. I'm looking as if they bargain right now. It it is such. I don't know what. Look, I got to tell you, I like your call, but I don't know what changes the dynamic. It won't move. You're totally right about everything you said. I've watched it and watched it. But I threw away Viacom for my travel trust right at this point. And I am so angry at myself still, still. So I think that maybe you got to go in. Can we go to JJ? Do we have time to go to JJ? JJ in New York. JJ. Raymond, thanks for all you do for all the small investors like myself. Your thoughts on Lithium America's Corporation. Symbol Second LA. Lithium. I'm against Lithium right now. I think it's too much in flux. If you're going to buy a miner, yes, I'm going to have to send you. I know this isn't what you want. I'm going to have to send you to G-O-L-D, Barrick. And that, ladies and gentlemen, the conclusion of the Lightning Round. The Lightning Round is sponsored by TD Ameritrade. We're all dealing with the same pandemic, but it's not affecting everyone equally. Some communities have been hit a lot harder than others. When you break down the data by race, frankly, it's just appalling. According to the New York Fed, 17% of white-owned businesses have been shuttered by COVID. For black-owned businesses, it's 41%. For Latino-owned businesses, it's 32%. That is horrific. Making matters worse, the most underprivileged communities also got the least help from the bailout. (laughs) If there was any doubt, the pandemic has made it clear this is not an equal opportunity economy or maybe nation. And that's why tonight we are so thrilled to talk to Damon John. He's the founder and CEO of FUBU, 
You probably know him as one of the original sharks from Shark Tank. On Saturday, he's hosting something very amazing. He's stepping up, hosting big virtual events called Black Entrepreneurs Day, presented by Chase for Business, which is a free global live stream celebrating black entertainment. Uh, entrepreneurship. Boy, do we ever need this. Uh, it's a shame that more people aren't stepping up, but we're going to try to change that right now. We want to hear all about it. So, Mr. John, welcome back to Mad Money. Hey, Jim. Thank you for having me, as always. Well, I got to tell you, Damon, we have heard a lot of people argue, right? You have a lot of guys who forget Democrat, Republican, arguing this, that you aren't waiting. You are stepping up to help. And I want co- the kind of concrete things that you are doing so others are inspired. You know, I got to tell you, so I'm doing this Entrepreneur's Day, uh, you know, Black Entrepreneur's Day, because I felt frustrated just like everybody else. And my phone couldn't stop ringing by people of all colors, uh, my corporate partners, as well as celebrity friends saying, what can we do? And I just said, well, you know what, why don't we give an opportunity to highlight a lot of the entrepreneurs, give them some grants. And I started calling friends. I call Shaq. He called the general. I need a, a, a platform. It's it's a, it's digital. So, of course, I called Cisco WebEx. They said, I want to join. And I called my friends over at Chase for Business. And then I started calling celebrities like Gabrielle Union. Well, come on, Gabrielle, please help us uh, show people what they should do out there. But D. Wade heard about it, and then he brought in Robin Hood. So it shows that people want to make a difference, and I call my friends at Pepsi. And I saw that also you look at somebody like a Chase J.P. Morgan who are going to commit $30 billion towards racial injustice for Latinos and uh, and, and African Americans. Pepsi creating a fund of $400 million to help with infrastructure for small businesses. There really are a lot of people such as you who want to do the right thing, who want to step up, who want to bring attention to it. I just have to start it you know, within myself and say, how can I help people? And here we are. You know something, Damon, there was a time where I would have said, you know what, this one's too big. You got to do it in Washington. But you, who have inspired so many, have not waited. You have not said it's too big. You have not said it's too hard. You have said my background, the toughness that I've had is exactly what is needed. I need people who don't know you to talk about how you were not deterred and you did not let setbacks stop you from succeeding. Well, I think this is what this, you know, this is what the great this great country was founded upon. Right. People who 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 felt marginalized or felt discounted and they felt that uh, they needed to step up. And that's what you just need to do. And that's what entrepreneurs do. And there's more people who are seeing that we all have in common than we have in di- you know differences. And they do want to help. You know, so why don't you just step up in any small way? You know, I know a lot of companies and corporations who are saying, listen, I don't want to put a rubber stamp on something. I don't want to seem ingenuine and I don't know what to do. But true entrepreneurships, they just take the first thing they can do, the first affordable steps. And then you see it mushroom like with all these great partners and all these people coming aboard saying, how can we help? And we're giving away $225,000 worth of grants. That's nine grants right now. That's $25,000 a piece for people who need the money and can help scale their business or maybe just save their business. Boy, that's amazing because it does. It sounds like, frankly, the kind of money that you would have expected for, that uh, black owned businesses would have gotten from the government with PPP. But those were also not distributed correctly. Well, you know, they did a good job, but they didn't get to the right people. They didn't get to the right people because, you know, you didn't have a lot of these programs that are out now, like what uh, J.P. Morgan Chase is doing, where they're introducing their bankers to people and saying, you need a relationship with your banker before you have money because we want you to be part of the bank once you become a Damon John, a Jim Cramer or a Mark Cuban or a Barbara Corcoran. 
Well, I want to just let's pick a guy. Dwayne Wade. Now, he's everybody's hero. Everybody loves him. You make a phone call. He's a business person. He immediately swings into action. Tell us what he's bringing to the party. Yeah, well, he's going to bring, of course, all his investments that he's done, but all, also financial intelligence and how many times he's failed. And then he called his people over at Robinhood and they said, I'm going to help sponsor conversations because a lot of times you may not want to become uh, an entrepreneur yourself because the only reason, and I'm not just saying it blowing smoke, you know, the only reason I even was able to invest in brilliant billionaire entrepreneurs is because I looked at mad money twice a day and <laughs> I've got to understand that if I can't run a business, well, then the late state, uh, the late great Steve Jobs, I'm going to invest in Apple. I'm going to invest in Shopify. I'm going to invest in this and that and let my money work for me with the brains of billionaires. And that's what Robin Hood and, uh, you know, is, is bringing to the table. So, you know, they're educating people in all aspects of this, as well as we have in, Intuit and QuickBooks who are going to help with the other aspects. And UPS, of too, help you out. Another great outfit. I'm telling you, the list goes on and on. And these people, they didn't say, well, that's not in our 2021 or 2022 budget. They said, how can I send the money over right that's now? That's what came we up- want. How do we no. help? What do I do? We just go to where? Where do we go? Do we have it underneath? I'm looking at my executive producer. It's all everyone knows because I want to be involved. BlackEntrepreneursDay.com. Thank you for the kind words. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you for your inspiration. Thank you for I love you us. on the show. Thank yes, you. And, and- us. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. Okay. That's Damon John, Shark Tank investor, founder and CEO of FUBU, and one of the most inspirational people I have ever had the privilege to meet. There's always a market somewhere, and I promise to try to find it just for you right here on Mad Money. I'm Jim Cramer. See you tomorrow. The news with Shepard Smith starts now. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, No one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.